But darling, I am your auntie Mame. Quiet, quiet, everybody. I have an important announcement to make. This is my little boy. Oh, no, 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 he's not really my little boy. He's my late brother's son from Chicago. My only living relative. That's all we have. Just each other, my little love. Well, now, uh, uh, what's your, uh, what am I going to call you, dear? Pat, Patrick Dennis. Oh, I know the Dennis part, darling. And from now on, you must call me Auntie Mame. Well, well, well. Well, now, would you like a mar... No, uh, is it your bedtime, dear? No, no, it can't be. No, no, the powder room. You'd like to use the powder room. No, no, food, food, that's it. You must be famished. Now you come right along with me. Oh, uh, take your shoes off, darling. It's like removing your hat in America. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the show. You had to break out the Sylvester for this one. Yeah, we haven't used yeah. Sylvester in a while. I know, I know. This is a fun movie, though. Mm-hmm. Excited. Everybody out there listening, my name is Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are, are the movies, movies that made us gay. gay. Yes. Darren Elms, welcome back on the show. Welcome back to the show, oh, Darren. Thank you for having me back. You were last on for Cabaret. <laughs> I was. Yes. And we had you back on for Anti-Mame, directed by Morton DaCosta, released at... Uh, it had its Radio City Music Hall premiere on December 4th, 1958, released Ooh. later in the month, December 27th. Okay. Auntie Mame, we got to it. Yay, this Auntie is a big Mame. one. I can't believe you haven't done this yet. Yeah. It seems like yeah. this is gay, gayest of the gayest. I mean, kind <laughs> of one of those obvious choices that we knew that we were going to do it eventually, but it just never felt like quite the right moment. But yeah. Or we'll just put it on the back burner because we're like, of course we're going to do it. Of course we're going to do it, Team And we got to it. Thank you so yeah. much for joining us. My pleasure. And thanks for like giving us a reason to rewatch this movie. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. It's such a great film. You know, <laughs> I remember watching this back when I was 16, specifically with my grandmother and us just both laughing hysterically. Yeah. It was such a bonding moment for us. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Rosalind Russell, I mean, get out of here. This performance, that voice. So good. <gasps> crazy um it, it's just one of those like classic movies that's like it's a movie mm-hmm. like it's just such a yeah. movie like this the how theatrical it is with like the sets and the lighting and the performances and all that and then you know you just get like this crazy story of like kooky little little patrick dennis that little queen. <laughs> that little queen. You know, it's so funny. Like, you do watch the movie and it does feel like you're watching a play. I mean, yes. just yeah. the way yeah. the lighting, like you mm-hmm. said, the lighting, the blackouts, you know, yeah. the spots, you know, all those things. But it's very similar to the play, mm-hmm. which is um, something I did in high school. And that's how I first ah. I first got familiar with this. I played okay. older Patrick. <gasps> all right. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. So this was Morton DaCosta directed the stage adaptation, which ran from uh, October of 1956 to June of 1958. Over 639 performances, Rosalind Russell originated the role of Mame mm-hmm. and was nominated for a Tony Award. Um, and it is different from the musical, right? Of what that was? Yeah, correct. Okay. The musical is based on the play, which I believe is based on a book. Yes. Which is sort of an autobiographical under the pseudonym, you know, I think Patrick Dennis, mm-hmm. I think is what he used. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm not even sure if that's the name he used, but I think it's based on his life and his, right. with his aunt. Yeah. Okay. What a story, man. I know. And the author of the book, <laughs> I, I think bisexual, too. Correct. Well, mm-hmm. Correct. Well. 
<laughs> yeah. Just, okay. So the timeline, well, we'll, we'll give a little bit more of a larger, like, explanation of what's, of what's going on. Cause I have some questions about the timeline, mm-hmm. um, how long it takes, you know, in between, you know, point A to point B and all that. But, you know, like you said, it's this autobiographical, maybe semi-autobiographical story about this, this person, this kid. And it starts off with, you know, this, this letter, this will mm-hmm. from, you know, this man. And, Right off the bat, when it starts off at the beginning of this movie, there's voiceover, reading this will. It's very – it's almost like – it's almost a little Looney Tunes. I mean there's – It's almost a little Melbourne. There's like the way yeah. he's like yeah. reading it. You know, it's very yeah. straightforward. And then he's like, well, I'm going to – you know, if anything would happen to me, I'm going to leave him with my sister. He's She's my only living relative. But that's never going to happen. And then he gets real cartoony with the like – Well, I mean the, the whole opening of the film is a kaleidoscope. I mean it's yes, all just yeah, yeah. colorful, mm-hmm. technicolor, like yeah. big rings and gloves. It's very campy from mm-hmm. the get-go, you know. And the like stop motion like – like jewels, like these large, like jewels all, all over the screen. Like, yeah, it starts yeah. off with a bang for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, this, the setup of the story is that, you know, this, this man, this very wealthy man, he's got his, his only son. And we see this, the will saying that, you know, he'll, he'll be left in the care of his sister, Mame, if anything were to happen to him, but and nothing's oops. ever going to happen. Cause I don't think that <laughs> other family members are in the picture there. Yeah. Well, yep. Mame says it later That's on. My says. only, yep. my only living relative. And I love that the, the next shot is that newspaper businessman drops dead. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drops dead. Go. What a, what a headline. <laughs> It was the twenties at this point. Yeah, I want to say if you're timing it out because we have the obviously the stock market crash is mm-hmm. a major part of it, mm-hmm. and he's still roughly the same yeah. age. I'm going to put that within a year, so yeah. probably like twenty eight, twenty eight ish, yeah, ish. Okay, yeah. and just the idea of like New York society in 1928. Like we have no, we as like modern people, we have no idea what the because the, the door opens on this party and it's this iconic. <laughs> It's this iconic New York apartment set, you know, that in this movie changes uh, design about five times. Oh, at least. At oh, least. at least. I think yeah. it's probably upwards probably to more. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Mame is having this crazy party. Yeah. And it's like this is this is what's cluing the audience in to say that this woman is is a bohemian. She is not your average, you know, society lady. She's a little kooky. But I'm watching the movie going, and they're all old. Yeah. Everybody in the party yep. are old ladies and like old men. And they're all in like tuxedos and evening gowns. So it's like to modern eyes i'm watching going well what's so it's just a party like it's just a really rich it's a rich people party right but it's a part you know it's not like people weren't doing that crazy of stuff but i'm assuming for the 20s it was well i think and it being a film in the 50s -hmm. that was done in the and a play that was done in the 50s -hmm. you know you know obviously the booze and then there's Mm -hmm. some Mm -hmm. allusions to homosexuality with some of the characters right see um you know what might be lesbians in the background (laughs) when they go to her beautiful like porch Yes. With like that view of like, I mean, is that like the Brooklyn Bridge? It's not Probably. the Brooklyn Bridge. It was something. I think it's George she Washington lives at Bridge. Beekman like Place, which I think is, I want to say Upper East Side. I'm yeah. not even sure, but yeah, that could, <laughs> who knows? But she's overlooking the river mm-hmm. and uh, glorious apartment that she has, and yeah, it's uh, a party that yeah. they come into her, uh, the little boy and his um, 
I guess it's his nanny or his, right. the maid or yeah. you know, Nora, I think. Nora, yeah. who's just kind of in charge of him at this yeah. point. Um, but yeah, I, lo- I love this party. And it's, again, it's that thing of these like classic movies. You know, it, it kind of, it reminded me a little bit of like the big party in Breakfast at Tiffany's, mm-hmm. which yep. is all the crazy characters, right. you know. Um, but yeah, like Scott said, there are like, there are these two old, possibly like lesbian women. And the thing that I love about them is that they're, they're in like kind of like, menswear inspired mm-hmm. clothes yeah is it supposed to be gertrude stein and alice b toklas i kind of recall that vaguely in my mind i could be totally wrong because i didn't rewatch it before we watched it but i kind of had this memory track. i had this memory of yeah. them being like kind of somewhat portrayed in that i could yeah be wrong. that would track maybe and i have to watch it again it's they're also a line in Bosom Buddies yes, song. They in, are. In That's the, right. In the musical version. So they the call. reference mm-hmm. in, within the property. So it could, yeah. So could, very well I could have to be. watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's also what, what clues you in to something else that is a big part of Mame's character later on is that this party is very multicultural yes. right at the mm-hmm. beginning. She's yeah. got like, um, there was like some like, you know, like priest, religious monk character with like mm-hmm. this great, you know, he looked like a whirling dervish, you know, yep. there's like, you know, there's like the man with the, there's like the man with the, with like the monkey, yes, you know, all that stuff, um, which again, for New York society at that time was probably not very, you know, as, as welcoming to. <laughs> well, what I love about Mame is that she is – well, she's progressive, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the whole theme of the movie, you know, like, you know, open a new door. I know mm-hmm. that's from um, from the musical, but this idea of kind of always expanding your horizons yeah. and learning. And, you know, she kind of goes through these spiritual journeys through, where all of a sudden she's following, like, a new idea. But it's right. always with this – it's never, like – I don't want to say genuine or authentic. It's always trendy and cool. Sure. It's like mm-hmm. she, she follows the bliss of what's around her and, yeah. and the people around her. And she's quick to change her mind and to move on to something else, whatever's fashionable at the time. Mm-hmm. She's very much a trendsetter of the moment, of the people of the moment. That's kind of what's so fabulous mm-hmm. about her. She lives for today. Right, know? right. Mm-hmm. Um, the very first incarnation of the apartment is this like very it's like this Asian theme. There's yes. dragons everywhere. She, when she right. when she has uh, Patrick take off his shoes, mm-hmm. right? When mm-hmm. she's going to go f- fix him a plate of fishberry jam. Yep. Yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. right. That line made me yeah. laugh like really hard when he was yeah. like, "Oh, can I have some of that jam, that blackberry jam?" And she's like, "Oh, it's more like fishberry jam." Yeah. Just yeah. her delivery. Oh my. The kimono God. and I believe chopsticks. Like that's yeah. the one thing. Oh, they we have to talk about yeah. the Asian um, like. Sure. Element Ido? Yeah. Ido the character of Ido is yeah. out of control. Yeah. I mean, for someone who's very progressive, they really stereotype right. that mm-hmm. character, which is common sure. in these movies yeah. of that era. I mean, think of Breakfast with Tiffany's. I but, mean, yeah. You know, at least, at least they had an, an Asian, Asian actor <laughs> yes. play him. But, yeah. You know. But Ido is very, like, he's almost, like, infantilized. Yes. But he just giggles at everything. Well, he's, he's sweet very, lovely, he's, but, yeah. And, and Mame loves him. And she treats him like family, <laughs> so, yeah. too. But but agreed, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the, the decor of the party is a little appropriation and then you know the the treatment of the Edo character but you know again this movie is a product of, of its time era, yeah. and it could have been a lot worse sure we which we've seen yes um but uh you know young patrick and he stays young patrick for most of this movie yeah for like i mean well over half, more of, than it. half of it yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 so you played older, older patrick. patrick yeah okay once he becomes a dick yeah <laughs> <laughs> with uh, with his his high society top drawer, top drawer, his top drawer. Yeah. R.I.P. Joanna Barnes. Joanna Barnes. Like when we decided very late 
to do this movie like yesterday when I texted <laughs> you, or like, like two days ago, yeah. and it was announced later in the day that she passed away. I know it's so strange. I mean, wow. listeners might know her that she is the she is the dad's girlfriend in the Parent Trap. Vicky, yes. Vicky, yep. Yes. She's also in the remake of the Parent Trap. Oh, she okay, is. yep, okay, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. and yeah, and later on in this movie, she plays the. Uh, the very like the waspy debutante. debutante, yeah. She's very funny in this movie. She Gloria actually is. Upson. Yes, Gloria Upson. The whole thing with the Upsons and ups and downs, ups and, downs. and all. Oh my, what a stunning apartment! Thank you. The books are awfully decorative, don't you think? But won't you sit down? Or can I get you something? A cognac, a drambu? Uh, would you like another uh, hot chocolate, honey? Oh, not a thing. On our way to Bunny Bixler's, that's my friend who lives on Park Avenue and 71st Street. Patrick and I just stuffed ourselves at traps. Do you know what your silly nephew did? He spoke French to the counterman. Imagine anybody speaking French to a counterman at traps. Show off. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And kind of unexpected. I I mean, I feel like... Did we watch this movie together a while ago, Scott? A couple we did. years ago? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I had seen it in probably in my teens. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I feel like I got to this movie pretty late. I don't mm-hmm. think that I watched this movie until about like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Probably when it was just on TCM. Mm-hmm. Sure. But I feel like my introduction to this movie... What is the famous quote that she says in the movie? Live, that's the message. Live, yes. Life is a banquet, and most poor suckers are starving to death. Now, come on, Angus. Live, live. Life is a banquet. They changed, they censored it for the movie. It okay. was Sons of Bitches Are Starving <gasps> to Death in the original. Play. Oh, okay. they should have kept it. Right. They should have, right? Okay. I, know. I mean, it's still good, but. Yeah, yeah. It's still, still good, still iconic line. Yeah, but when I was in high school, I used to love watching all of the AFI specials of 100 Greatest American Movies. Mm-hmm. And I remember this was on 100 of the Greatest Movie Lines. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, 100%. So that was kind yeah. of my yeah. introduction to the material. And what's really fun about those specials back then is that it just just kind of introduced me to all of these classic movies that I was not that familiar with. Right. And I remember yeah. them talking about that quote. Yeah. Um, another thing in that quote that's almost even more important is Agnes Gooch. Uh, <laughs> I love this character. Legendary. I mean. <laughs> Oscar nominated too. Oscar she nominated. Won the Tony. And she won the Tony. So I she was in the, the one okay. who won the Tony. Yeah. Peg that's, Cass, I think her name. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes, right. because her, yeah. yeah, I remember her name was Peg. Yeah, I think I got because that. there's also Pegine later on in the movie. The Pegine, names yes. in this movie are amazing. Yes. Agnes Gooch and Pegine, but Agnes Gooch, I swear, I love her. She just wants to fix herself a doc, a Dr Pepper. She wants a Dr Pepper. <laughs> yeah, and it's the it's the late twenties, early thirties. Well, at to, this point, it's probably the mid thirties. Shut up! Is she having her Dr Pepper warm? Maybe because mm-hmm. this was a thing. Um, I I can relate to to Agnes Gooch on very many levels. Just want I just wanted Dr Pepper to go and hang out in my room and read. That's what's so great yeah. about this movie, though. You have these characters that come in and they just keep coming mm-hmm. and coming. You get new, yeah. fresh humor. You know, first mm-hmm. you get Vera, who's amazing, and she's throughout the whole movie. But yeah. then you get you know you get her, and then you get. Gloria, you get the mm-hmm. Upsons, all these people, Banyan. I mean, it's just so Love the character mm-hmm. of Vera. I was reading on INDB Trivia that Vivian Vance wanted to play that role. Mm. And due to scheduling problems, 
probably with I Love Lucy. Well, should have been in the middle of making Lucy. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. she couldn't do it because of scheduling problems. Uh, that's too bad. Yeah, that would have been great. Mm-hmm. That's a fun role, and yeah. that is the B. Arthur character, correct? In the, in the musical, yes, okay. Vera, okay. Vera. Vera. God, that moon is bright. Or is that? <laughs> she say that, or does the, or does Mame say that? I forget. That might be Mame, but I just love her whole drunken, hungover like episode in the morning. Amazing, so great, amazing. Carol Brown married to Vincent Price. Yeah, like that. I mm. looked that up mm-hmm. yesterday. Yep. So interesting. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, Mrs. I read Price. that today. Was she a beard, or was Vincent Price like? Was he, he, was he gay? Was he bisexual? He was married three times. I think he's. I think I wow. read three times. Wasn't he? That that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I buy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was Australian, I want to say. Is oh, right? oh, interesting. Okay. okay. I want to say, I don't think she's English. I think she was Australian. Australian or, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, she, much about her. so her character, Vera, is frenemy. <laughs> Starts yes. off best friend. Kind of with Mame. Mame's foil at times. Yeah. Especially yeah, yeah. when they do the play together. But she comes in when she needs her. Mm-hmm. She comes in you clutch. Assassin. <laughs> Those cowbells. Uh, oh, I love that scene. <laughs> but it's just so funny at the beginning of the movie at the party, she's kind of spoken about. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, we've got to get the room ready. And, you know, you can't have that room yet because. You know, Auntie Vera is going to be in there, and you don't really see her till the next morning. Who do we think she's based on? Okay, I have some theories. Okay, what do you think? I think right. Tallulah Bankhead. All right, sure. All right, okay, right. She's giving me <laughs> yeah. major Tallulah vibes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Theater yeah. actress, but just you know, drunk. Now is is Tallulah Bankhead the one, the actress that they based Coella Deville's voice on? I believe so. Yeah, isn't sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would believe I, that. I, mm-hmm. I think I'd read that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes that makes a lot of sense. That's a lot of fun. I love that. And um I I love early in the movie when, you know, Patrick does come to the house in the middle of this party that she's having with all these, you know, all these extravagant people and eventually she puts him to bed and she, he can't go in, into Auntie Vera's room cuz she's sleeping it off. Right. And I love how they say hung. She's hung. hung. Yeah. She's hung. Definitely Auntie one of hung. the one of those old-timey phrases yeah. that Means something completely yeah. different now, but my grandma yeah. would say hi when like talking about being okay. drunk. Yeah, huh. it's like hi. all right, hi, okay. But she would she meant drunk, like she had, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I love hung. Um, and there's another room that she's like, oh, oh no, that room's being decorated, so you got to be in here, like on my fainting couch. Yes, and she's thinking like, where are the blankets? But like this woman, Mame, wouldn't know in her own house. Where to get an extra yeah. blanket? She doesn't know where the linen closet she has is. Help! She has yep. all those people. But she's resourceful. Yes, and, and she, she just grabs the things near and dear to her: mm-hmm. the fur, the, the bird, drapes. I mean, drapes it over, and she is so nice. pleased with herself. Yep. Yeah. But, she's, but she wants to make. She keeps checking mm-hmm, to make sure mm-hmm. she got it just right, and the attention and her care. Yeah, you can tell she loves him very much, even though she just met him. Yes, you know? that's yeah. what's interesting about her character introduction because I feel like we've seen. The type of movie where a single gal ends up with with like a child, right. kind of um, thinking of like Baby Boom or Raising Helen, right. of like they. If she's a party girl, she doesn't want anything to do with the, yeah. with the kid because you're cramping my style. Yeah, but she's right Man away like, like here's my immediately into it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. she embraces it. Yeah, yeah, she's showing everybody here's my boy, here's Patrick. You know the other Dennis. You know puts him to bed right away, um, and Patrick is out like a light. He's had a crazy evening, but the way that this young actor is playing this role, he sounds like 
like Rocket J Squirrel from like Rocky and Bullwinkle. Yes. Like he oh, just oh oh yeah totally. He totally doesn't he sound like mm-hmm. Rocky? Like it's that weird like cartoony again cartoony delivery the way he speaks all of his lines are so elevated. Not like it, he kind of he kind yeah. of sounds like the actor who's young George Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He very old timey yeah. way of mm-hmm. speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. When you're a kid, um, but that kid is very interesting. That shade of blonde on him, I don't know that that occurs in nature. Oh no, <laughs> they had to bleach out that that child's head. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's got that blonde mop, and he's very articulate mm-hmm. and very sweet with his little short pants. This short, no, pants. short pants, and all the things. Yeah. yeah, and so this is an era because again, there's a there's a scene later on in the movie that's kind of where he says like. She finally gets him his first pair of long, long pants, pants for Christmas. Yeah. Right. So this is an era when children, boys, only wore shorts. Yep. That's insane. Casual shorts. I love it. Formal Fair. shorts. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> formal shorts. I love. I love mm-hmm. formal shorts. Short like a like a uh, what's his name from ACDC? <laughs> the guitar player. Like, oh yeah. That, that little suit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's that age. He's still like you know he's still a, a young child. This kid's yeah. kind of tall, but you know. We'll yeah, go. but um, yeah, right away, Mame is very much like this is it. This is my kid. I've inherited you, and and you're just gonna you're just gonna join the party. We're gonna have a grand old time. Yes. Yep. What do we have to say about the clothing optional uh, school? That she yes, <laughs> it's one of those things that when I when I revisit this movie, I'm I always forget about that. I, I blush, yeah, and I'm pretty I mean, progressive, but I'm like, wow, that is progressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has this this party guest who she asks about teaching. Mm-hmm. And does she ask him about a uniform or something? Because he just says, like, oh, I don't wear any clothes. You don't need to wear anything. Like, okay. Yeah. But then when um, – what is, what is his uh, – what is Patrick's, like, benefactor? Like, oh, Babcock. Babcock, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Trying names. to get him to a boys' academy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forget what it's called, but yeah. I just picture the school that they send Prince Philip to in The Crown. <laughs> totally. Yep. Yeah. The American yeah. version of that. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we see him at one point. He yanked him out of the school, and we see little Patrick sitting there in like an overcoat and no- and like butt naked, nothing on underneath, like a mm-hmm. flasher. And so you're just like, oh, the school really was. Well, don't they play optional. fish something? Fish yeah. Oh man, something. It just gets <laughs> a little like, weird. It gets yeah. a little mm-hmm. weird for a minute. And Fertilizing you're like, wow. the fish. It quickly moves on though. <laughs> yeah, I know. And yeah. gotta go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, it's you know you feel you feel for for Mame in that scene though when he says like I'm going to take him away from you and you're only going to see him on Christmas and summer. Yeah, and she's just like no, but. Um, but he eventually runs away on Thanksgiving break, right? Yeah. To go see her yeah, in the play, I think. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So the time period that we're like we were talking about, it starts right before the Great Depression. And Mame has all this money. We don't know where. We don't care. Property rich. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But they do address the fact that there's the um the stock market crash. Right. And she has to Get these Work. jobs. I love the section of the movie of uh, Mame gets a job. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mame is career gal. What's your favorite of her <laughs> careers? 
that she does. I mean, I love when she's working. I mean, they're all funny, but I love when she's working at the department store just because with her big pad with all the the receipts hanging out, she's just a disaster. Her her receipt book is insane. Yeah. Because she doesn't want to take payment because she doesn't know how to do it. It's the only one I know how to do. But I mean, they're all funny. I mean, they're really well thought out Mm -hmm. the way they did it. They're very comic. Mm -hmm. Mame working the switchboard, I think, is my favorite. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She just needed to be on roller skates. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, and also, just what I love about her going back to work and the whole part of the depression is, you know, they're talking about people jumping out of windows and all these mm-hmm. things. And she's just sad that Patrick's being taken away from yeah. her. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not even thinking about the money. No. She doesn't care about mm-hmm. it. It's just, she'll have to go to work. Okay. It's yep. never like a drum or a poor me. She's, she doesn't, she's very selfless for somebody yeah. who's so involved in so many other ways. She's she knows so that selfless. she'll figure it yeah. out some way. Yeah. She'll figure yeah. it yeah. out. Yeah. And then one of the big ways that she attempts to get a career is acting. Yes. And this play, this whole scene in the play is amazing. <laughs> her last episode was so good. <laughs> you know, she's like, they're trying to, you know, her cue's coming up. She's going to miss her cue. Where the hell is she? She has one or she has two lines. What's going on? Make sure she's like, comes in on the, wrong, the right side of the stage. And she is to the very last second putting makeup on. And the way that the two of them, Vera and her, just play off each other. It's so funny. It's so well done. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the whole, uh, most of the scene is from... The back of the stage looking out, so you see the audience. But I love that they set it up that, like, Vera did Vera write the play? I don't think she did. She's, she did, she's, the, you know, she's, the, she's the grand dame of yes, the American theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's somebody that they call her. Mm-hmm. And so she's, like, again, like a Tulula Bankhead or, like, a you know, I don't know who else you would compare her to. Like Helen, a Helen Hayes. Helen Hayes, yeah, yeah. Kind of character. And... um I don't. I think she's just starring in this yeah. thing, and she does her a favor of getting her into it because they used to do vaudeville together or something, yeah, think, yeah. Uh-huh. something of that mm-hmm. nature. Um, so they get she gets to this very very small part as the countess or yeah something, and uh, yeah. But I love that they when they do cut to the audience, half of the men are asleep. Yeah, mm-hmm. the women are just like fanning themselves with like the playbill. Like nobody cares. Like this play is bombing. Yeah, it's bombing. But, you know, so when she does come in and, like, and she's got those, like, bracelets that are making all the noise and then they get caught on the, you know, on the cape and all of that, people start laughing and they do yeah. start enjoying themselves at that life. point. Yeah. So, they do. <laughs> they're, they're participating. I think Patrick even says no one liked that dumb old play until you <laughs> came in. Yep. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that scene, it's super charming. It's really funny. It's, it's, um, it's yeah, it's just really well directed because you're just like I don't know, you're just laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think everybody. that's the last time we've seen Patrick as a young man too. Oh, okay. So this is oh yeah, because that's the whole thing is that we haven't even talked about the Christmas too. Yeah. Christmas or the husband, right? Yeah, at the at the uh, department store, she's selling roller skates. Right, mm-hmm. right. And he comes in to buy like twenty pairs of roller skates. Yes, to for like all, donate. His, all his little nephews or nieces all, and nephews, all the, or yeah. the orphans. Or I think something he was donating them in, to the orphans. You're right, it's the yeah. orphans yeah. down in um, the south. Yeah, because yeah, when she tries to say COD, he's like, um, right. right. <laughs> so he doesn't go to the poor kids. <laughs> yeah, so maybe we do see. Maybe that is the last. I think Patrick is at him. is at the apartment on Christmas because he is ends that up, after this. He it ends is up, after that. He ends up this. spending. Okay, Christmas, right. Thanksgiving's first. Yeah, yep. yeah, so yeah. many scenes. In this so many movie. scenes. That's the thing. It Thanksgiving is very. Thanksgiving yeah. is the play, and then mm-hmm. Christmas, and then we go down to the South. Right. Yes. Okay. Because that's the thing. It's Christmas. They're poor. they have no money, and Ito and Nora Nora yeah. have 
paid off most of the right. bills That's out of their own money. Yeah. Um, I love that scene of Rosalind, of how she plays that moment. It's very moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they give her the big stack. Of yeah. Like, She's so touched. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because you find out, because we're sitting there going, okay, stock market crash. She has no money. She's getting all these jobs. What the hell are Ito and Nora still doing there? But They're then just, they come out saying, and she says, yeah. like, I will pay you. Like, I'll pay you all the back, mm-hmm. everything that I owe you. Right. And they're just like, oh, no, 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 we just – and Ido even says too. He's like, if I didn't stay here, there's no other work for me. So right. I'm just going to I'm gonna stay with you. They're all so, a family. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's when Beauregard – what is he? He's got like Jackson five names. Jackson Pickett Burnside. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's when he shows up and he's like, hey, dude, I wanted to buy those roller skates. And Jeez, yeah. he's oil rich. Mm-hmm. So he's just like doesn't even – isn't even worried about the depression. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when we go on this new journey of the plantation, which, I mean, the plantation, do we even say the name of the plantation? The plantation scenes are right. out of control. <laughs> right. And also, we have to point out, her hair color changes. Yes. For the first, is that the first time? It is the first time, yeah. Because yeah. she's, she's she now, got she the black blonde. hair most of yeah. the time. Yeah. yeah. This is blonde. That mm-hmm. black hair of that finish is almost like... Veronica from the Archies. That it almost <laughs> looks blue in yeah. the lights. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wanted to mention her. Um, what did Patrick say? Uh, she's having trouble with her halo. Yes. And it's the braid. That's the like braid. the little braid crown. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The side saddle. And Sally Kata. We have to talk about Sally Kata. She's another great little nemesis. Yeah. Those dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Just so many fun people in this movie. You know? The... All the whole, the fox hunt, the, all that shit looked so dangerous. Yeah. Oh my god. Side saddle. <laughs> Side saddle. Just Rosalind Russell walking out with the, the boots. boots, with the boots hanging off her feet. I'm like, yeah. she is gonna roll She's, her ankle, and she actually did roll her ankle. <laughs> I was reading okay. when uh, Rosalind Russell broke her ankle on the first take of the scene where she runs down the stairs. I think that's probably. Mm. I Who mean, knows? There's a lot she of runs down stairs. numerous yeah, yeah. flights of stairs of this movie. Yeah, that happens a lot. But yeah, she had to um, go on a break because she broke her ankle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rosalind Russell, too, at the time, I mean, she was a huge star in the 30s. Yes. And then I think that kind of went away. Right. And this the was 50s. a comeback for her, just yeah. like we were talking about before mm-hmm. we started this about Angela Lansbury and Mame, the musical mm-hmm. version. That was a bit of a comeback for her. It was kind of this fabulous, splashy fun role that kind of you know yeah. ignited their careers again a great role for a a older actress and like yeah. i mean older in hollywood means over right. the age of 30 right so right mm-hmm. i think i read somewhere that gloria swanson really wanted to she looked into getting the, the rights to the play but they were already developing it hmm. when she looked into it okay because hmm. i mean she would have done a great job too mm-hmm. would have been a very interesting yeah movie yeah, yeah. um yeah, the whole fox hunt is insane. Insane. This, uh, what, what is the woman's name? The, her nemesis? At Sally Cato. Sally Cato. Oh, man. And she is just, because Sally is trying to, like, get with him, right? She's, yeah, she, which is also her cousin. I think they're cousins. Yeah. Or maybe which, kind I of mean, not cousins. They, we're yeah, not sure. Yeah, but, they're play cousins. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but, um, but she has a crush on Beauregard. Yeah, mm-hmm. so she's a little uh, intimidated and, you know. Not wanting Mame around, it sounds like. So she's trying to kill her, basically. Yes. Mm-hmm. What is the name of the horse? Oh, um, 
oh, like God. inferno meditation. Or Medita- meditation. Yeah, why? Meditation. <laughs> meditation. meditation but he's like this crazy. Oh, that's meditation. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like <laughs> they can't even get him out of his yeah. like. What is, what is it? A pen? I don't. I don't know where it's. <laughs> and I'm thinking. I'm like, okay. I think even the South in the 30s. I don't think that fox hunting was really a thing, but I guess that it works as a visual gag of the movie. It does. Because it's just so ridiculous. You get, you get the yeah. mother out there who's like a total civil the, war, Oh, my like, goodness. In the chair. Like, <laughs> the chair. <laughs> she even has, I think she has like old lady makeup on. Like she, th- that's a little like a play. Like it's the, a bit of a play. The yeah. way she's sitting there, just like mm-hmm. she can't hear anything. But then when Mame comes around, she's like making faces and like she hates her right away. It's it. It really is the South in the eighteen hundreds. Like yeah, kind yeah. Of the way we're yep. seeing it, but it is the thirties. <laughs> but yeah, it does yes. not seem like we're in the thirties for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, but maybe that's the point. Yeah. And so the whole gag is that Mame is going to go on this fox hunt. She's going to do it side saddle on yes. the right. horse, but she knows nothing about riding the horse. And her and I, I love the interaction with her and Patrick. Yeah, when he's kind of like mm-hmm. cramming with her about like get on from the from the left side, and she's like the horse's left side or my left side, and he's like I don't know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just like all these little hints that he's throwing out at her, and he's just like just just. Jump off the horse! Like who cares? Like just just jump off. He just really doesn't want her to get hurt. You know. But I like that. Sweet. I like that look of when uh, he's like, "No woman of mine is going on a is going on a fox hunt," and you kind of see Mame like perk up, like yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I don't want to go. Yep. Nope. <laughs> yeah. But then at the very end, when it's like this crazy like crash, and there's like a the horse runs jumps over a car. Or a truck or something and like into a building so and like she's yeah. crawling out and the one man goes, and what even happened to the fox? And she's like, oh, oh he's right. He's we'll right talk here. About. Here you yep. go. Yeah. That actually made us laugh. We were kind of like, oh funny. my God. She saved the fox all yeah. throughout. She ended up all that. The fox. She saved the stupid fox. Yeah. That was great. But it just shows like how this, this is a movie from the fit. Like we were like laughing. Yeah. Like the jokes honestly, still work. laughing mm-hmm. at Rosalind Russell. She was so funny. Like you were saying, her faces, her expressions, little things like her little laugh. asides, the laugh, the voice. Oh my God. Yeah, the voice is very like Bette Davis too. Like, I mean, is that like, what kind of an accent is that? I mean, is that hey, just kind of mid Atlantic, but it's like, but it's New York. It's, 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 I don't know how to explain it. Mixed with like it. smoker yeah. voice. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's this elevated kind of da 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 da. It's it's scattered, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's up high, but like sing song, yeah, sing songy yeah. and joyful. She's mm-hmm. always yeah, she's always funny in this yeah. movie. So when she does marry Beauregard, yes. I love the honeymoon scenes. Oh my god, that okay. So they uh they're gonna go travel. They're gonna go around the world. Right. Um, when they go to ancient Egypt, it's- and that backdrop <laughs> is amazing. Her hat is amazing. Her hat mm-hmm. is great, but it's it's just like when you're on the the Disneyland Limited, like the train. Totally, it yep. just reads like you're. On, it's it's, it's so Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, it's a diorama. They're trying. It's very theater. It's like you're watching yeah. a theater mm-hmm. play. But it, it really yeah, is. but it's great. We're not, we weren't sitting there going, "This looks and terrible." Speaking really, of yeah, theaters, of how they do transitions, yeah, is really cool. We, my member, my director in high school pointed that out to us he's like i hate in the movie how they do these little pin <gasps> oh i'd love it i think I it's cool yeah. but they do these pin spots and then the blackout like yeah. it's so theatrical you know but it's like on purpose and then you watch it's it cute. now and you're just like yeah it's great it it's just a little touch and it, and it works yeah yeah and especially for how 
kind of over the top and theatrical this movie is anyway. So and it always like, captures her at the end. It's yes, always it's her always moment, the, her look, the white, she's, her yeah. reaction to what just happened. Yeah, It is always a spot on, on her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all the lights go, go down. It goes – everything goes to black and it just becomes a spotlight on her and then it just kind of like mm-hmm. closes. Yeah. And I had forgotten about that too when we watched it last night. We were both like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. These transitions are awesome. Yeah, but you know the these shots when they're traveling around the world. First, they're in Egypt, and then they are climbing the Matterhorn. Yep, climbing the Matterhorn. <laughs> yep, he's like, like lean over the side. Like I'm gonna get a picture. Goofy of you. learning to school, <laughs> learning or, to ski. Like Goofy learning to ski. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he yodels his way right off the mountain. Oh yeah. my goodness, that I, I was not prepared for that. Yeah. When he's yodeling and it's just like, oh boy, oh he is, he just fell off the side of that mountain. I mean, they don't show it, but they'll yodel, and it's very... And then the rope drops, and you're like, ooh. Oh, no. Bye-bye, Bo. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, all that means is it's a means to get Mame back into independent wealth for the story. Yes. She's rich again. She's rich again. And And we don't care where all this money's coming from. And Mame is not one to dwell. Like, she she quickly moves on. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then this is probably when we get Patrick aged up a bit. Correct. Now he's older. He's gone off to college. I think he's in college, maybe. I think they're in college at this point. I think because she says, because we meet meet his girlfriend. And he's like, um, is he pledging like a fraternity? Probably. Probably. I don't remember. Where, I mean, just like an old... Um, he's in a he's in a he's in a men's it's like a prep, like, school, prep school, yeah. And they wear hats, so interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, the little that, beanies like, is a thing for yeah. that the freshmen wear. That's that was a thing in like old timey, mm-hmm. like prep schools, but old he's academia. He's yeah. been he's definitely been you know he's integrated himself into high oh yes society yeah. at this point mm-hmm. and conservative kind of values. Yes. Well, the girl that he brings home, Gloria, when she starts speaking, it is. Thurston Howell yes. the third, the lockjaw kind of like uh, a yeah. top drawer. Top really. drawer. <laughs> and I forget what school she goes to, but oh, yeah. she's like, oh, I'm going to this school. It's this, the school is so top drawer. And Mame's just like, oh, great. What are you studying? And she's what? Just like, what are you talking about? What are you talking <laughs> like, about? What, My major? <laughs> why would I pick a major? Like, I'm in college. Oh, that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, English lit kind of thing. Like, yeah. he, he's my major. Like, yeah. that's why I'm going to. That's ca- all about Bunny Bixley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking Bunny. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's so interesting because Mame is crazy rich. Mm-hmm. You know, she throws these extravagant parties and she lives this crazy lifestyle. But, like, at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, this girl who comes and is just this, like, debutante frivolous mame is just like what is your deal mame is still an outsider mame is still an outsider to the new york elite that too part of society Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so we're probably now in the late 30s it's probably pre-world war ii i would Mm -hmm, think mm -hmm, now mm -hmm. yeah and um so this is when patrick decides to get her a dictaphone a secretary and right. a ghost writer. Because she is going to be writing her memoirs. So she can write her memoirs. Yep. yep. And this is when we finally get Gooch my favorite character, Banyan. Agnes Gooch. Agnes Gooch. <laughs> and yeah, Banyan, he, I mean, this guy, I'm telling you. 
Is this the one that the the Irishman that like tries to? Yeah, the Irish. He's an oh, Irish man. writer or sure. whatever. He's yeah. there to help inspire her and get her to complete her book. Yes, mm-hmm. not yeah. ghostwrite, but, but he's he's infatuated with her and maybe she with him. That's when she goes red. Right, she goes red oh, for a brief yes. period and wears a little tartan. Yes. yes, but I feel like his whole thing is just like. I think he's just in it for the money. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because once she gives him this, you know, he wants to go to this party and she's not trying to go with him. So that's when she's like, oh, go with Agnes. And he's like, why would I go with Agnes? And he's right. like, oh, the de Gooch, yeah. the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Baroness de Gooch or whatever. Yes, yes. And, the, and he's kind of like, oh, okay. Okay, I can I, I can go with Agnes because well they bomb her out. She looks. Oh, I mean, you got to give her a makeover. The, the Agnes makeover mm-hmm. <laughs> when she pulls her little cardigan and she's like, "You do have a bust." <laughs> and that's when we and that's when we get like like the famous line, right? It's that scene where they're gonna go give her a makeover. The live, live, live. Yeah. Yep. Because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to go. She doesn't want to go to the party. She wants to drink a Dr Pepper. But um, this is a very like Rachel Dratch. Oh, uh, she'd be so type great. of character. <laughs> oh, um, she'd be so good. It's very, it's very yes. like it's kind of like the role that Rachel Dratch plays in Down with Love. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the secretary. Yeah, oh, she'd yeah. be great. Yeah, she oh, really, we got to get her to do this. Really yeah. Would. Now they were going to remake this. Do you remember when they announced that? I do of, not. Oh, like tell. six years ago. Oh, my um, they announced that Annie from Bridesmaids. Amy uh, Mumolo? Amy Mumolo okay. was going to be adapting a MAME remake with Tilda Swinton. <gasps> As MAME? As MAME. And it made it to the trades, and then I think it just sort of fizzled out. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. I could, you I, know, yeah. I could see it. I, I think she's versatile enough to make it work. Mm-hmm. Well, and also, I feel she like Tilda... funny. Well, I also yeah. feel like Tilda Swinton is just sort of that character in real life, too. <laughs> kind of. Because Tilda Swinton, I <laughs> think, is from, is from, like, Money in Scotland. Yes. That yeah. she just sort of... Uh, an eccentric woman that just decided to become an actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that she just sort of lives in her own universe a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, think it, the I think it would work. That's, that's the it. The wardrobe yeah. that's where would be so yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's what I would like to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, where they could go. With yeah. It. And I think it just sort of fizzled out. Mm. Well, maybe it's it could still happen. somewhere. Well, yeah. I feel like this type of story lends itself well to like a limited series because it's so episodic this is so like you episodic. could almost oh, yeah. see like oh yeah like mame gets a job that is its own episode mm-hmm. mame mame like goes down south yeah the fox goes hunt. on the fox this hunt she like her whole like all of the honeymoon episodes yeah totally. yep yeah, ups and downs that's mm-hmm. the whole thing um so there's kind of two things going on right now there's uh the book and then there is Gloria or Glory? Gloria. Well, Glor- I think yeah. he calls her Glory. He, he, yeah. He calls her Glory. Or they call her Glory. They call her they, Glory. I the, think parents, the parents, I think. call her Glory. Yeah. yeah. So, right off the bat, Mame is a little like. It's what's so interesting to me about the character, which I always kind of forget, is that she is so progressive and she does kind of understand that, you know, and it's. It's even one thing for me to say it, but like those kind of people, because that's what that's their whole thing. It's mm-hmm. like, well, we can't have those kind of people moving in next right. door to us. Right. And even for a movie from the fifties, I think like even that is like progressive for them to. Oh yeah, yeah. they I pointed mean, out how, anti-Semitism. Yeah, I was yeah. Say how they how they talk Straight about up. Jewish people. Yeah, of, of, it's our club is very exclusive, mm-hmm. and when they say that, they 
really stress the very exclusive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And she, Gloria even says something else that's not exclusive. She says something straight up. She says restricted. Restricted. restricted that, yeah. That's it. Yeah. She says it's res- our, you know, our, yeah, our club's restricted or our neighborhood is restricted. And it's like, oh, shit. Um, and yeah, when they do go to the, and the scene is funny. When they go to when she goes to visit with the parents. oh yeah no totally they're, I mean they're not made out to be villains no yeah. even though they're not really likable people and they're mm-hmm. obviously racist you know it's like they're still portrayed with humor you yeah know, because of their kind of their I don't know because they are silly you know, yeah the way they approach things the way they talk to each other and you know well that's the other thing too is that Gloria is depicted as this like Thurston Howell kind of I don't know almost even like. Like uh, like Jackie Kennedy accents, yeah. you know, but the parents aren't. The parents seem a little like almost like hillbilly or something. I don't know, like why the they're parents seem a little bit more like yeah, not as refined. So mm-hmm. I'm like, that's, that's interesting. Like they're like right your there. typical sitcom older couple, like, yeah. Kind of the way they're portrayed. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, he makes his uh, a rum daiquiri with uh, with, with, with honey. honey. <laughs> Honey, yeah. that's a really sweet bar setup when they go over to their house. It's very oh, nice. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, you know, we're going to, that's going to be our, you know, our, our wedding present to the kids. And she, she's just like, what am I looking at? He's like, oh, that, that plot of land over there. It's like, oh shit. All right. Um, but yeah, she kind of decides at that point, like, this isn't going to work. It's not, this is not going to work out. So she invites them to her house. Yes. And this last party that she has at the house is kind of amazing. It's epic. (laughs) Well, we get introduced to her um, personal secretary, right? Pagine Ryan. Pagine. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Do you think that she hired her? 100%. With like the idea of matchmaking? Oh, yeah. Oh, she doesn't do anything without, you know, everything's deliberate. Yeah, yeah. And Pagine, this actress is beautiful. She's like so gorgeous. Yeah, I looked like, her up. Is this? She did a lot of TV stuff. Yeah. I read about her. She was in a couple things. Yeah. Okay. And she's still alive. She's with us. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But this is where we find out, and this is where I get like really scandalized. Because at first, when Agnes Gooch comes back from the party, <laughs> and you know, is it Ito or is it or is it um, Nora that's just like, what happened? Oh, I think it's Ito because they took the car. They took the Duesenberg. Mm-hmm. And right. he's like, dude, he never brought back the Duesenberg. And she's just like, I have no idea what happened. I don't remember anything. I'll, she lived. I, I lived. That's all. She told me to live and I fucking lived. Yep. And she's knocked up. And she's, now, she, okay. So I was thinking today, is this probably one of the first times on film where you saw – an unwed mother. A pregnant woman. It's very possible. But yeah. th- that's the thing. Like, I remember watching this with my grandmother. And, I mean, I was young. I was six. I'm not that young. I was yeah. a teenager. Yeah. And, I mean, this was in the, you know, early 90s. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't scandalized by anything. No. But it did. It all seemed so normal. Like, yeah. all this, It like, seems very organic but, to the story. Yes. Yeah. But of the era, maybe these things were controversial. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You would think. I mean... Yeah, and probably for the time that it's set at this point, the early 40s or the late 30s. Yes. This, like, unwed mother. Just sort of having a pregnant woman in, like, a movie at the time. I mean, it was definitely a big deal on a show like I Love Lucy. Yeah. Right. And this is, like, a movie where you're seeing a character that is an unwed mother and is visibly pregnant, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Patrick is just like, get her the fuck out of here. 
here. Yeah. Like, my in-laws are coming. What the hell is going on? But my big thing is, like, what the hell happened with her and, like, what's his name at that party? A banyan? Yeah. Don't, we don't know. We don't something know. Happened. Something happened. She had this dream that maybe they saw a movie where people got married but, like, later on, we find out, did they actually get married? But she was just so drunk. She doesn't remember. But She got drunk. Yeah. And so she doesn't remember. But then she starts to, I mean, maybe we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. But she starts to remember, mm-hmm. this, like, that dream or, like, the story of what happened that night. And she realized the it movie, was her yeah. that it happened to. Yeah. Well, the movie, they go see a movie. They go see That's a movie. It. But the yeah. movie was them. It wasn't a movie. It was yeah. what actually happened. happened yeah. But she was so drunk. Yeah. But still, he... I guess marries her. They have sex, knocks her up, and right. disappears for all this time. She's right. like seven months pregnant. Yeah. Does he take the car? Ito said he never returned the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think he took the Duesenberg and just like got the hell out of Dodge. But, and that's kind of the last we hear of of Agnes. Like, true. oh, you actually are married to him, so don't worry about it. And she's happy. Yeah. She's happy that, oh, I'm not an unwed mother anymore right but at the same time it's like so you're gonna go to this guy who ditched you for the last six months (laughs) mame's gonna help her raise it i think so Mm -hmm. yeah i think she could be married but that doesn't mean she's gonna go back to him yeah 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 true 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 yeah Yeah, it could just be like to save her reputation correct but then still not really go live with him right Okay, that makes me feel a little better because I was yeah, like, oh, I don't see her going on. No, I, I don't want Agnes to go. This, yeah. this performance in character is wild, and I'm glad that it's Oscar nominated. Yeah. She, oh, and they both were Golden Globe nominated as well, I think. I think that Rosalind comedy. at least won. She won the Golden Globe, I, I, yes. yeah, I think. Who did she lose the Oscar to? She lost the Oscar to uh, uh, Susan Hayward for I Want to Live. Oh. Interesting. And I Want to Live also looks like an equally insane movie. <laughs> you look up what the storyline of that movie yeah, is. Yeah. I uh, mean, it wouldn't have been unheard of for a comedic performance to win Best Actress. She lost to a pro- she lost to uh, Susanna Hayward playing a prostitute. A prostitute what? sentenced to death for murder pleads for her innocence. Okay. So yeah, wild year in live. movies. Mm. That is wild. <laughs> And Peggy Cass was nominated as well, but she did not win either the Golden Globe nor the Academy Award, but she did win the Tony, which Rosalind okay. did not. All right. All yeah, right. So they all, all got right. something. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this final party where Mame is like, does her absolute best to scare off the Upsons. <laughs> she has the crazy furniture. Oh, my God. Rattlesnake. The rattlesnake hors d'oeuvres. I love the flaming mames. Is that what they're called? The flaming drink. Fl- yeah. It's got a name. Is the flaming mames? Flaming mames. Well, it was, she set it on fire. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I had then, hold like, one of those for like five minutes on stage. That was not. Fun, oh yeah. no. <laughs> and then what is the uh, the the like mobile art? Oh. Like what is it? Like Brecht or like oh, yeah. whoever and does then the that? Seats like, that go up and down. The oh, those couches the that couches, are <laughs> that. Yeah. Oh man. Just one thing after another. Then you have Agnes or Agnes in there, and mm. then. She gets Patrick up on a ladder with Pegeen, getting all cozy. <laughs> yes. C- continuing to get Patrick on the ladder with yes. Pegeen is just like Helping with brilliant. the mobile. Just yeah. one mm-hmm. thing after another. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, none of that really sets them off until, like... Oh. Well, big announcement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love this scene. <laughs> she, so, like, she... They kind of decide, like, we're out of here. Like, she never gets to throw them out or anything. No, they leave on their own. Yeah, they yeah. leave on their own. 
Because, like, they're just so, like, what in the hell is going on? Yeah. She doesn't have to throw them out. She's yeah. this is who I am. And if you don't like it, you do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Patrick kind of comes to the realization, too, yes. that he's yeah. making the wrong decision. Correct. And why is he going to spend the rest of his life with this woman? Yeah. So this what, isn't who he is. Yeah. So what happened? What, is, what does Gloria say that kind of sets him off that he's just like, no, that's... It's like the final thing where he's just like puts him over the edge. Mm, well, I know the reason that they leave is because of the property, but I don't remember what the he's property. the property is. Because, she buys it. Yeah, she buys mm. the property next door to open a home for um, orphan Jewish children. Orphan Jewish children. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and there's the Montebanks so orphanage or something. It's so <laughs> great. Yeah, and they just are like. Oh, Oh my goodness! Yeah, I don't remember. He does say something too. Oh, so well, he, he kind of goes off on her about her friends and mm-hmm. like their spoiled friends, mm-hmm. and he kind of does give it back to Gloria at one yeah. point. Yeah, Patrick does. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for being a little bit. I think she mentioned something about like, oh, like we don't need to be around these people anyway. Yeah, what? And people? she's just yeah. like, and he's just like, yeah, these yeah. are my, this is my family. These are my like, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's when he kind of like comes back to his mm-hmm. young Patrick. senses. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, Mame gave you this fucking cool ass life, and you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Money is dazzling. <laughs> um. So it cuts to like what ten years later, because we it got like be, the little kid, just a child, yeah, yeah, and like Patrick and Picking are married, are married, and they have a, a son of their own. Yes, yeah. And now Mame comes in, silver hair. Silver hair. Almost <laughs> her blue. silver period. Almost yep. blue. Mm-hmm. It is like Maybe yeah. periwinkle. Yes. <laughs> it's a beautiful shade. A blue rinse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in like a sari. Yeah. Gold oh, sari. And now the whole apartment is Indian. Is Indian themed. Indian themed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Talking about like you can see the Taj Mahal from like the view <laughs> of like this mountain top. Isn't the kid wearing a turban? She she gives she him she a, turban. a turban on yeah, his head. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. With the scimitar. Yeah. <laughs> and here we go all over again. The story continues. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Do we want to maybe talk about the queer themes of this movie? Mm-hmm. Sure. Too with Mame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that just Absolutely. what's really cool about Mame is that she just sort of lets this child be his authentic self. The freedom to be like whoever he wants to be. I think she wanted to be gay. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. the whole Gloria yeah. thing. I mean, she'll set up her Pagin, but I mean, the whole <laughs> thing with Gloria is like, oh my God, she's like the exact opposite of what mm-hmm. I would have, you mm-hmm. know, hoped you would have been attracted to. Not even just a gender, but just as far as a, a type of human being, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. There's something to like. I had a very sassy grandmother who wore crazy clothes and had like a crazy backstory and she had a bunch of sisters and like a couple of the sisters were there with some crazy stories and you know singing on the radio and Mm -hmm. you know owning a disco in the 70s and like all this stuff and just numerous businesses i want like disco oh my grandmother laundry mat she had a lot of businesses yeah yeah. um she was she was very uh she was very Mildred Pierce in that. In I that mean, way. she lived in Los Angeles <laughs> in like the forties. Yeah. yeah, for mm-hmm. a long time before that too. But I, I just was there was just something fascinating about going and like looking at all of her, like jewelry and all of her perfume and all of her clothes and just being fascinated by these like fabulous older women. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, little gay kids, little gay boys, just being like, 
oh man, everything about all this I like want to hear about. Well, we can also say as Mame, a gay man. Is she yeah, a metaphor? Exactly. Right? She's man. the yeah. she's the fun gay uncle. She's kind of like our golden <laughs> mm-hmm. girls, you know what I mean? Sure, like yeah. she's the, you know that generation's version of that. She's this kind of idea of a gay man, mm-hmm. this single, mostly single woman, yeah. you know, or person is not tied down with not children. Tied down, lives yeah. a fabulous life, surrounds herself with really amazing, wonderful mm-hmm. people. Is very open, progressive, travels, does all these fantastic things, dresses well. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally, yeah, and I mean, even to to another extent, like you said, the Golden Girls are kind of a surrogate, like yeah. written by gay men, yes. you know, kind of thing. Much like later on, like kind of like Sex and the City, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. things like yep. that. But yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Also, um, just sort of mame mentoring somebody younger, which you can kind of say in the gay community, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, somebody older mentoring somebody younger, like t- yeah. like teaching them about like movies that they should watch. Mm-hmm. Just sort of these like cornerstones of pop culture that you should know about. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bringing them into the culture. And I just think it's so fabulous that this character of Mame has also become this kind of iconic gay character yeah. in many incarnations. Oh, yeah. You know, played by many icons of gay culture as well. Yeah. You, know, you have yeah. starting with Rosalind Russell and then Angela Lansbury and then... Lucille Ball. Yeah. Do we want to talk, a little, talk a little bit about, about Mame? So like I have never <laughs> have seen the Lucy Mame. Just I've seen clips of me. it. Yeah, me too. When, when, whenever we go to quads, they they play uh, the number, the Bosom Buddies number with B. Mm-hmm. B. Arthur. I mean, B. Arthur, who looks crazy in that scene. <laughs> crazy. The costuming is is too much. Um, and then uh, it's the scene uh, with her husband on on the plantation. Mm-hmm. The main and that thing, number, yeah. which and is insane. And that number seems like the ending of the movie. Oh, no, that is the middle of the movie. Because it's like a very huge yeah, production it, like, it's, number. It's what like, like yeah. your climax of a movie would be. Yeah, yeah. And, th- and Mame, the musical, the movie was released in 70... 74? I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. And so Lucy... Was in her sixties, yeah, think. in her sixties, or late fifties or sixties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so not super old, but not but not really the right age for me. Yeah, yeah. So you know, a lot of people have things to say about her singing ability. Yeah. Um, on the DVD that we, or is it a Blu-ray that we Blu-ray. rented to watch Anti Mame? There is a trailer for the musical Mame. Mm. And it's one of those early 70s trailers that's about five minutes long. Right. <laughs> Tells you the whole movie. <laughs> Tells you the whole yeah. movie. And while I can't really speak for Lucy's singing, all the comedy's there. Yeah. She's falling all over town. She's, you know, doing the faces. She's doing everything. And even, you know, in her early 60s, late 50s, however old she is, she's still like doing all this she's doing a lot and it it's working for the 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 way they cut it together watching it i was like okay she's she's holding up at least in the comedy end so that's one thing and as b arthur they were they were friends right b arthur and lucille i think, so. I think they were no yeah i mean um yeah i think so isn't there a story about well i know lucy that being in the audience i for mean like certain golden girls episodes? yeah i mean lucy uh i think went to a taping of the golden girls mm-hmm. kind of surprised that they never roped in lucy to Beyond the Golden Girls, but maybe that was just a B. Arthur thing of that we're not going to go there. Like that's a little too. Like even B knew that maybe that's just a little too much. Who could she have played Frida Claxton? Maybe <laughs> I love the actress that plays Frida Claxton. I do though. love the actress yeah. that plays Frida Claxton. Mm-hmm. 
Um, because like, I mean, like Bob Hope was on the Golden Girls. Like they, like, and that was all, that was all, yeah. uh, Betty got Bob Hope because mm-hmm. they were, because they went, were tight. Um, but yeah, the, the, the 70s musical is there. Um, there is, uh, we talk about Connie and Carla every now and then. I still have not seen which Connie you and Carla. still have not seen. I'll but, never forget when we were at Casita Del Campo and Alec Mappa was there. Who was being very like flirty? Hey, you, Alec Mappa, we he was like, having a great time. Yeah, he like, was having fun. Like hand on on like your head and everything. <laughs> and I remember you mentioned Connie and Carla, and I remember just his look at you when you mentioned Connie and Carla. Well, I said, <laughs> I really like Connie and Carla, and he goes, Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, You're really funny in it. But the whole thing about that movie is that, um, Tony Collette and. My big fat Greek wedding. Nia Vardalos. Nia Vardalos. The whole thing about them is that they do local dinner theater in like Staten Island or something. Mm-hmm. And when they go on the run from their like mob boyfriends, they are looking at all these like dinner theaters throughout like the country. And every dinner theater they go to, the entire audience is senior citizens and it's always MAME. Yeah. And it's always the one song from MAME. So by the end, the like crazy like russian hitman is like singing like mame and it's just like it's kind of really right. funny it's kind of like oh, a funny little yeah, a funny funny to watch bit. it yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's in the closet i bought it for like 9.99 mm. <laughs> it's a very interesting pre rupaul's drag race take on sure. yep the drag scene in like west hollywood okay mm-hmm. so it's interesting to watch it like from that perspective but yeah that that was kind of like one of my biggest like intros to like oh i know that song that's from mame because they sing it a lot in Connie and Carla. So, yeah, uh, there there's a lot of like uh like queer like I don't know, not allegory, undertones, I guess you would say to this movie. Mm-hmm. That the the little boy who plays I mean, I know he's a little kid. He was a little kid actor and kid actors at that time it was a little, a little bit more elevated. We don't know a lot about this guy, do we? He didn't really be, grow up oh, to become know. an actor. His name is Jan. His name is Jan. He grew up to oh, be Jan. a businessman. Okay, I want to say sure. Like left, real estate, maybe left the left okay. showbiz. All right, I think he left showbiz. You All know, right. he did. I will say this: I did go see a screening of Mame, maybe fifteen years ago, down at the Los Angeles Theater or Orpheum. One of those. Mm-hmm. It might have been a last remaining seat, something like that. Oh, okay. Um, they had both Joanna Barnes, who played Gloria, and Jan, oh, wow. whatever his last name is, sure. who played Patrick. Okay. Both came. To speak about the movie and wow. the experience, and they said how fun it was working on it and how great yeah. Rosalind Russell was. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he did much. He did, I, I think he popped up in a few things, if I remember, for mm-hmm. the, like a Twilight Zone episode he's in. Yeah. Oh, okay. I want to okay. say. Yeah, because I looked up his IMDb and I didn't see anything major, but I did see the Twilight Zone. He might be in the Maple Street episode. Mm-hmm. I can't recall. Mm. But um, he did do a few things, and I think he left the business. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like um, this. Proper? Do they ever? Does it, do they ever do like revivals of the the play of this version? The play? I don't think they've done. A, I mean, they may have done readings. I haven't seen sure. anything yeah. I, in years about this show. I um, could see name, it. They haven't even done on Broadway. I, I could see yeah. it making maybe making a comeback. It's probably a big production though. Yeah, it's a like big with production. All the, different the sets set, are big. Yeah. It's a huge cast. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did it in high school, and another high school near us did it around the same time. So okay. it does get some play there, I guess. Okay. Um, oh my god, a high school production of Mame. Yeah, right? our high school wasn't doing 
theater that cool. <laughs> yeah. They actually found a kid, like a blonde kid that oh, looked wow. like he was 10. He was a freshman. Oh. Yeah. But he was, I think he cast the whole show. I think we were going to do, an, when was that true? I don't remember if we were going to do another show. And then he came to audition. He was like, this is my chance. Like, <laughs> I can do a show with a little kid. And then we were going to do Oliver for the musical. And the kid didn't audition. And oh. then we did Cabaret. Oh, Because he was like, okay, no kids. So let's do this. Something yeah. really gross. Totally up. changed. Yeah. <laughs> and plan B. And plan wow. B. <laughs> yeah. So I would imagine that the the like the high school the stakes for who's going to get Mame. Oh, that was a big deal. That had to have been. Well, my director he's he's dead now, so I can talk about him a sure. little bit. But yeah. well, maybe I shouldn't. But he <laughs> um, he it was a big deal because mm-hmm. his thing was when he cast shows, he would often pick some new girl to okay. play the lead. That was kind of his thing to surprise everybody yeah. with this new talent that he yeah. found. This yeah. was his thing. <laughs> All right, I get I it. I love this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the woman who I, or the girl at the time, who mm-hmm. I thought should have played it, had done a lot of shows. And she was probably, technically, probably a good choice for it. Uh-huh. But he went with this new talent that came in, this girl who had transferred in as a junior oh, wow. and was great. You know, she was great. Yeah. Um, but totally everyone was like, oh, my God, Scandal. who's this girl? Yeah. You know, and he did that a lot. He did it with Sally Bowles. He did it with oh. Car- I, every show. Huh. He just cast some new girl. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was – we had a meme. She was great. I mean, it was fun. I mean, it's a big – she's in every scene. Yeah. She's mm. in every yeah. damn scene. Carrying this whole show. It's a big show. You know, my friend played Vera, which was fun, and she had yeah. a great time. She got to carry it out every night. <laughs> <laughs> which was upstairs. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a cool show to do. They did a great job with the set and they were able to like put these panels up so they just swapped out this wallpaper panel so they were able to change oh, the cool. decor. Yeah. And, this, and the whole set was in three pieces and it would turn so they can turn it for different scenes and then okay. redress it and so turn it back around. Yeah, it was very smart the way he oh, did yeah, it. Yeah, that's it was cool. Cute. It was a good production. I yeah. enjoyed it. I had fun. Mm-hmm. What a fun show for like high school like cast i mean shit do you know i think is also really interesting mm. about this movie and i mean just a very different time in hollywood and uh that this was like one of the biggest movies of 1958 mm-hmm. like yeah. this did like probably the 1958 equivalent that like a marvel movie makes yeah like lines around the block to go see this movie it's yeah. such a fun movie and i mean it has a lot of people in it and i just love that this messaging was seen by so many people yeah. in the mm-hmm. late 50s yeah. that even with what could have been, I guess, controversial subject matter, even though it's treated mm-hmm. with a lot of humor and love, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I don't know. You know, I mean, we're looking at through much more contemporary yeah, eyes, but yeah. back in late 50s, you know, there was still segregation oh, in yeah. the mm-hmm. theaters. And here we were talking about anti-Semitism and unwed mothers mm-hmm. and some homosexual mm-hmm. undertones and a lot of things that, yes, are veiled. In this yeah. movie to a certain degree, but with a bit of humor and, you know, pistache, but it's still very, you know, very relevant. Yeah. You know? But her, her whole, like, liberal side and the whole aspect with the, like, anti-Semitism, that is on full display. Yes, They're not is. trying to... They're trying to hide that. Like, yeah. there's no subtext going on. No, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. no so, it's pretty blatant. Yeah, yeah, so I was, I definitely thought of that as we were watching. I was like, man, 58, that, that was very progressive and, and probably a risk, but I mean... Mm-hmm. Uh, do they even say Jewish in it, or do they say like names? They of, say like, names, like names yeah, that are probably. Yeah. She Jewish. says she says Jewish when she says the, the name of the, the, building, of yeah. the home or right. the house that she builds right. afterwards. But the family doesn't. They just say the wrong kind of people, and they right. say like Epstein or something. But we know. Abraham, right? And you're right. like, okay, <laughs> right? But yeah, so they never expi- you know mm. explicitly say mm-hmm. how. 
ups and downs is restricted. Right. But it is restricted. And mm-hmm. obviously at that time, restricted, you know. Yeah, this is Connecticut at the yeah. time too, yeah. which is like, you know. Mm-hmm. I have in my notes Patrick reading off the words he doesn't know. I think that's my favorite scene. Homosex? No, he- heterosexual. Heterosexual? What are <laughs> mm-hmm. what are what are some of the other words? I don't remember. Oh, I'll, I'll have to pull the clip. <laughs> well, now read me all the words you don't understand. Libido, inferiority complex, stinko, blotto, free love, bathtub gin. Monkey glands, Karl Marx. Is he one of the Marx brothers? Oh, oh no, dear, no. no. Yeah, um, I, I just remember het- heterosexual being, being one of them. And he makes a mean martini. That was amazing. That shot of that kid making that martini. Stirred always, never shaken. Yeah, it'll it bruise the gin. Bruises the gin. <laughs> That's very that's very uh, Dominique Devereaux. Like, yeah. the, sh- the champagne's burned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of bitchy lines. Like, what does Sally Cato say to her that she says, "You do that, honey." What does she yeah. say to her? I forget what oh, she shit. says to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgive. I remember Mame's retort for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, just a lot of fun dialogue yeah. in this movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just full of one-liners and just the way they all deliver it. And but, but just Rosalind Russell. That just the voice. The accent, the characterization, all of it put together, you're just like... Gorgeous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're just like glued to... to the second every Russell, scene she's in. Russell movie that we did, because we, yes, we, we did the women with Dennis. The women. Mm-hmm. Women. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's a fun movie, too. That one I had never seen. It. She's really fun in the women, too. Really great mm-hmm. They're doing that at last... Rem- anybody in LA, they're doing that at last remaining seats this okay. summer. It's okay. a matinee movie. Oh, cool. Down at the LA Conservancy, oh, down fun. at the Los Angeles okay. Theater. If you want okay. to, haven't seen it, want to see it on the big wow. screen, get your tickets. I did. Wow. It would be really fun to see the fashion show with an audience of gay men. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Just cuts to, cuts to Technicolor. <laughs> yeah. Um... Anti-Mame is not currently streaming um, on any services right now. You can rent it okay. online. So you can you can rent it at home from Apple or I think Amazon. it goes on and off yeah, But demand. I think it goes on and off. Uh, I, I mean, I definitely know that TCM plays it a lot because that's when mm. I first watched it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Logo used to do uh, cocktails and classics? I oh, remember, yes. I remember yeah, they yeah. covered this movie. That's and uh, Michael Modesto... From the Village oh, Voice, Michael Musto. 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 Yeah. yeah, remember he was a guest. Oh, okay, that, oh, cool. that makes sense. I'm sure Drew Drogi was there. <laughs> he was sure always was. there. Yeah, he was yep. always there. But yeah, uh, the Watch Now app does not currently list Turner Classic Movies, but it is available for rent everywhere else. But Great. I mean, if you haven't seen it, definitely three, oh, three bucks. See. Must see and rent it around Christmas time. I think there it's a good go. gay Christmas yeah. movie now. Yeah, I would put this in the Christmas lexicon. Absolutely. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, what's the big song in the musical during Need Christmas? Need a little Christmas. Need a little Christmas. Now, is that written for the movie? I believe uh, for the movie. for the musical. Or like, for the yeah, musical. yeah, musical, for the musical. Yeah. Wow, and that became a became a hit. Yeah, yeah, it's just a Christmas. Christmas. It, it just yeah. went. It just went into rotation. Yeah, mm-hmm. performed at various like grade school Christmas recitals. Now, so I was reading up a little bit on the musical, and in the musical, Agnes Gooch is the norma character so she's there from the beginning oh nora br- yeah. nora i'm nora, sorry yeah that brings in yeah i think you're okay. right i forgot about that yeah i've only seen the i've seen the musical i've never seen the movie mm-hmm. i've seen the musical maybe twice okay on stage sure so, and i've listened to the recordings of course, uh, okay. so i love angela but um yeah you're right 
Yeah, right. so that's a little that's a little different than than the the movie. Do you think Angela took it super personal that she was not in? I'm sure she the did. musical. I would in imagine that she probably held it against Lucy, probably <laughs> at least for all of Lucy's life. Well, when she maybe yep. when she saw that it didn't do very well, she was just like, "Hey, but would it have done better? If it I probably would have done better. Yep. Yeah, maybe she did originate it. I mean, yeah. it had been at that point a good. Almost 10 years at that point by the time, I guess, she had done mm-hmm. the stage productions of the movie getting made. But still, I mean, that was right after she did Ben Knobs and Broomsticks. She could right. have done it. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. And maybe Angela would have maybe voiced her opinion on moments of the movie that maybe just didn't really work, too, mm-hmm. since she had done it on mm-hmm. stage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and she okay. did it with B. Arthur, so that would have been great to see them together. Oh, yeah. Though you can watch them sing together on several performances on YouTube. I yep. was going to say, yep. don't yeah. they do it? Don't they do Bosom Buddies? Some Tony yeah. Award stuff and the magic. <laughs> They're such magic. <laughs> they were friends. Yeah. Yeah. And Angela Lansbury, I believe in the one that I'm thinking of, is wearing kind of like this dress where her body kind of looks slamming. She looks it. amazing. I mean, when and you B watch... is just wearing a very Dorothy's born act, yeah. like mm-hmm. kind of heavy. Kinda yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> graduation. Gown. I mean, when so you watch, <laughs> when you watch the Harvey girls, like oh, Angela Lansbury sort of like cast as like the, the vampy saloon yeah. madam to like <laughs> Judy in that movie. If you watch like in the eighties, Angela Lansbury in the seventies, she was a little more, she still was kind of dowdy a little mm-hmm. bit. I don't know if she got some work done, what she did, but okay. around the, Murder, She Wrote era, she started mm-hmm. showing up on Tony Awards a lot. Yes, yeah. And she yeah, was yeah. wearing these deep cut, yes, like, yeah. boobs. Like, they're just, the girls are out. Body she con. amazing. <laughs> Her hair's done, and yeah. she looks fantastic. Yes. So she definitely had a bit of a moment there in the 80s where she was <laughs> given body body for sure. Yeah. I, I'm, all, I'm here for it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, Jessica Fletcher, there was, I mean, she's, I think it's in the opening credits of her in, like, the gray sweatsuit, like yep, very, yeah. very mommy dearest, like jogging, yeah. like in the gray sweatsuit with like the yep. white towel around mm-hmm, her, you yeah. know, just showing like, yes, I'm a woman of a certain age, but I still go for a jog around Cabot Cove. Oh, yeah. And I know we talk a lot about <laughs> Angela on the show, but there's that time when she also plays like uh, her cousin is like this tardy yeah. kind of like, <laughs> like English Cockney like <laughs> performer. And she gets to be all sassy and do that kind of Angela thing. Oh, it's man. so great. Well, you know who they cast is like... I mean, essentially, her Jessica's fuck buddy from the past. <laughs> yeah. It's Leslie Nielsen. Perfect. That they've had like a prior relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who married B. Arthur and the Golden Girls? That's right. Wow. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I mean, I'm doing the complete Golden Girls rewatch, and I'm on the last season. Oh, okay. I've not made it to Leslie Nielsen yet because I, I mean, I think that's like I think he only does. I like think that's way. like yeah. the second or third episode from the end. Yeah, I was gonna say I think he only does a handful, and then they just get married. Yeah, and take off. Yeah, in her in her toilet paper dress, mm. and she's like, <laughs> "I will not be running the hotel with you. No, have fun." <laughs> yeah. No, we we tried watching Golden Palace. It's not good. On Hulu. It's not great. It's, it's not, not great. <laughs> it needs it needs B. It needs B and it needs yeah. less other people. It needs less of them run the other people guys it's running just, the, yeah. the hotel. They tried yeah. something yeah. different. It didn't work. Didn't work. But didn't work. Hey. And I don't want to see them working. Like they're supposed to retire. That's like, another thing too. Yeah. You know, just like, like having fun dating mm-hmm. and doing that stuff. Doing like community theater shows <laughs> and things. That's when it was fun. Yeah. You know, I don't want to see them at a hotel. Doing dance contests. Yeah, and... dance contests and <laughs> game shows and things. You know? Yes. <laughs> that was the life. Absolutely. Oh man. We can I mean we can talk about the Golden Girls all day. But mm-hmm. um well, I mean, like I said, 
I rec- I definitely recommend renting this movie for three dollars. I mean, on your streaming one service. of those classic movies that I mean, every I mean, I mean, straight people watch like should watch this too. But I mean. <laughs> All all gay people should see this movie. <laughs> it's mame. See it. You should get all your gay yeah. friends and yeah. your, your your straight allies together and mm-hmm. get them in a room with a fancy cocktail at one evening and watch this movie together. It's to be watched with friends. Yeah. And the jokes Absolutely. still land. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The jokes totally still land. The long the long cigarette holder in his little pocket, like uh, all the visuals. It's it's the visual great. feast. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're absolutely right. If you watch this with friends, it is definitely so much more of a like. Every you know everybody can point out different things. That, you, that you're seeing because there's so much going on in every scene, all these sets and, and all that. So, yeah, it's great. It's so much fun. Uh, mm-hmm. We love this movie. Thank you for recommending this. Yeah, my for pleasure. I, when you said we haven't this done anti meme, I was shocked. This was kind of like a, a last minute. We yeah, had somebody yeah. like fall off our schedule, mm-hmm. and I didn't have a movie for this week. And I was just trying to think of like, what big movies have we not done? I was thinking, like, should we do all about Eve finally? And I'm like, no, like, now is the time to do anti mame. <laughs> I love that you suggested that. And I was like, oh, absolutely. And the minute you said it, I was like, well, duh. I mean, I have a connection <laughs> to this thing. I loved it. I've been yeah. since, saw it since I was a kid. Yeah. You know, and I was also thinking, like, other movies I could do. And I was like, Morris. And I'm like, but oh my God, what a downer of an episode. <laughs> I mean, it's sexy. And I, it really was my kind of movie that made me gay. I mean, <laughs> so we might have to talk about it at some point, okay. but I'm going to have to, like, really do a little bit of a. What movie again? Morris, which was a Merchant Ivory film from the mid '80s. It's a gay movie. Like, it, is, <laughs> it is. You, you Grant. Oh okay. sure, yeah. yeah. It was like that was the movie I rented oh, yeah. okay. from. Like you know, I mean that, video that's sort store. of what broke Hugh Grant. To yes. like American audiences, right? Yes. Okay. It was before, yeah. um, way before um, Four Weddings. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like my gay movie because you could it had gay like romance in it. Yeah. Kissing. Mm-hmm. I think they – yeah, they did. Oh, and it had Rupert uh, Graves in it. Okay. And I'm sure that you see a lot of butts in it. There's, butts, <laughs> yep. oh, you there's, can see there's a, a lot of scenes with like young men skinny dipping. <laughs> yeah, a, lot of, right? a lot of subtle flirting yep. and like look, you know um, – was the game they play there with the base? Their baseball was that called? Um, cricket. cricket, cricket. Yeah, There's yeah. Some sexy cricket <laughs> moments. I mean, it's and it's all like ups, you know, upper crust like English and and that's class. and that's written by the guy that wrote "Call Me by Your Name," right? No, this is Ian Forster. Okay. Yeah, which is um, he Ian wrote Forster "Room with a View." The novel, yeah. Okay. Um, so you know, very Merchant Ivory film, very British, very yeah. mid eighties. But we'll have to talk about that at some point. I just, it's just like it's so that genre yeah, genre yeah, it's like absolutely. it's not like a campy film yeah like this, you know? it's <laughs> like it's more like oh my god i was this but it 15 was, year old watching this there movie you go by myself with my you know where it's, my parents were in the other mm-hmm. room what are you watching nothing nothing you know? yep 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 i i absolutely yeah i know exactly what you're talking about and you know what too it's like at that time you know when they would show these they would show these movies on like pbs yes mm-hmm. i'm like i'm like Local public TV, you didn't even have to have cable, and they and PBS would still show like the butts and like the men kissing and all that. And you would just be like, <gasps> I should not be watching this. Oh, Where's PBS the VCR? gave me everything, tells the city, yes, huge yes. coming out, yep. absolutely. 94, I was in my little TV Mind in my room watching that, shattered. Going, what am I watching right now? Yes. This is what I want to do. This mm-hmm. is my life. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have that, I mean, yeah, who knows what happened? Yeah. Who's your favorite Michael Tolliver? <laughs> Oh, the first. Oh, I think the second one. He likes really? the second one better. I like the second he likes one. The mustache. I like. I like the mustache. Yeah, Michael Tolliver. I don't know. I'm just. So, I, I love just have the something series. for. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's cute, but I love the original series. It's yeah. just. It's important to me. But. So you know what else I saw on PBS that blew my mind, but like 
probably shouldn't have. They showed Equus, Ooh. the movie Equus, and there is some male nudity. Oh, sure. oh, yeah, well, the like, play. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie, but the play is the play. Like, oh yeah, notorious. Notorious. Yeah. yeah. And so there's there is in the movie, and I remember watching on PBS and just being like. He is killing those horses right in front of my eyes, but uh, he's not yep. wearing any clothes, so I'm going to keep it on there. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> no. But yeah, you're you're right. That, and that was all we had in the 90s. And I, if it wasn't for PBS showing this weird shit, we were we couldn't go out and watch, you know, these Heartstopper on Netflix. Oh my god, about high school kids. To, I would go to the Blockbuster, whatever it was before. That mm-hmm. was called something else. It wasn't even a Blockbuster. No, yeah, and was, I would find. Yeah, the gay movies, yeah. those independent movies. There were a couple. I have to. I, mean, I don't think they're worth talking about on here. Yeah. but they were the ones that I would rent. They were kind of like my porn. Oh yeah, it was like totally. I had no, no other visual, mm-hmm. you know, of men. Yeah, being intimate with each other. Yeah, and so those were really the movies that made me gay. Yeah, you to me make me gay. I don't know about that, but it definitely influenced <laughs> yeah. me and it made me a better gay yeah. man. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. I would like to think. <laughs> Thank you, Rosalind Russell. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to get around to Tales of the City. Uh, Eventually, the that. city would be a fun one to, to do as like a a series, a series, yeah. a multi-parter. Mm-hmm. I think I prefer the one with Jim Jones. I, I like further. That's that like the one. Third one. That one gets I don't crazy. Think I've even seen that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like the OG. Yeah, I'm OG. Yeah, because Parker Posey. I mean, like, yeah, 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 yeah. such so a small part in that. But yeah, oh, Chloe Webb and is Chloe Mona. Webb. Yeah. Oh, I love Chloe <laughs> Webb. I mean, yeah, yeah, you just yeah. can't repeat that magic. Mm-hmm. It was so I, uh, good. I absolutely. I did not finish the Netflix series. Oh, the reboot. It was okay. Yeah, I got maybe I got either. maybe three episodes, <laughs> and then I just did I not watch. Get into I just it. didn't yeah. watch more. I did watch it. Yeah, I'm glad they made it. Yeah, I but do. Yeah. Good, good for them. Laura Linney looked like she had a good time. She, yeah. <laughs> she had a good yeah. time. Olympia. We Olympia, got that last, you know, yeah. She got, yeah. We got to see our Madrigal mm-hmm. one more time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but we'll we'll definitely have you back on for, for Tales of the City yeah, when, we, when do. we do that. Mm-hmm. But thank you for coming on for this episode. This My was so much pleasure. fun. Yes, thank you so yeah. much. Yes, yes, it's indeed. Fun, as always. All right. But until next time, it's time to bid you adieu. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs> And thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you so much. Yes, indeed. Anti-Mame. Go find it. It's not that hard to find. You can no. um, you can uh, stream it for about three bucks pretty much pretty much anywhere. Are you unplugging yourself? There we go. My, <laughs> there you go. my microphone became unplugged. Oh, I unplugged the wrong you un- one. You that unplugged the wrong one. <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm glad that we finally got to it. It's fun to get yeah, to the... Same. I mean, the very on-the-nose choices for our podcast, mm-hmm. but I mean... Movies like this are important to talk about. Yeah, totally. I love this movie. Yeah, it rocks. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a fun movie to revisit if it's been a while. Oh, yes, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. There's stuff that you just missed or didn't remember or whatever. But again, it's one of those things, like we said, it's an older movie. It's a classic. But we were laughing our ass yeah. off last night. So go check it out. But yeah, again, thanks for listening. That was another fun one wrapped up. So love I think the Darren episodes. We love the Darren episodes, yes. But I think it is just about that time. Time for Patreon shout-outs. Shout we have a new patron, Ted. He's a $10 patron. Thanks, Ted. Thank you so much for um, joining. 
And when you're a $10 patron, you get the commentary. Yes, you do. You get all of our commentaries. We've got over 20 commentaries mm-hmm. on there that you can just listen to as a supplemental episode, or you can sync them up with the actual movie. It's fun to sync up. It's so much so much fun to sync up. It's like you're watching a movie, and Scott and I won't shut up the whole time. So uh, that's a lot of fun, so go check that out. So hello, and thank you so much to Ted, Benny, Jermel, Melanie, Christopher, Susan, JJ, Layton, Shelby, Michael, Charlie, Muffy, Paul, James. Amy, Drew, Jimmy, Genevieve, Dawn, Joshua, Emily, Melly, Aaron, Melinda, Jim, Jessica, Nick, and Shannon, Christine, and Rufino. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Head over to patreon.com slash movies. Our newsletter just came out. Yes, indeed. You can, if you're a patron, you can check your inbox or you can check the uh, Patreon app and you can get a link to the newest newsletter if you're a five dollar uh member or over so i'll uh, go check that out and um yeah thank you so much for uh, for contributing anything any little bit helps and it helps keep keep the show on the air and it helps keep us uh mm-hmm. running the show and keep and making new episodes so uh we'd also love it if you would rate and review the show give us five stars yes, indeed give us five stars on apple Podcasts or on spotify and uh write us a review we always like apple to read Podcasts. them yeah we love to read them I love to read them to myself, and I love to read them yes. on uh, on an episode. So go ahead and do that. And um, follow us on any of the social media platforms. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Movies That Made Us Gay. And on Twitter, MTMUGpod. Yes, indeed. So uh, go follow us there as well. You can follow our personal accounts if you like. My name is Pete. I am at Peter Lasagna on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Feel free to follow me. And I am... Uh... Scott Young Baller on Instagram and follow my letterbox. Yes, indeed. So follow us everywhere. Like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. So thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.